The MarTech Podcast is a proud member of the I Hear Everything Podcast Network. Looking to launch or scale your podcast? I Hear Everything delivers podcast production, growth, and monetization solutions that transform your words into profit. Ready to give your brand a voice? Then visit IHearEverything.com. From advertising to software as a service to data, Across all of our programs and clients, we've seen a 55 to 65% open rate. Getting brands authentically integrated into content performs better than TV advertising. Typical lifespan of an article is about 24 to 36 hours. If we're reaching out to the right person with the right message and a clear call to action, then it's just a matter of timing. Welcome to the MarTech Podcast, a Ben J. Shap LLC production. In this podcast, you'll hear the stories of world-class marketers that use technology to drive business results and achieve career success. We'll unearth the real-world experiences of some of the brightest minds in the marketing and technology space so you can learn the tools, tips, and tricks they've learned along the way. Now here's the host of the MarTech Podcast, Benjamin Shapiro. Welcome to the MarTech Podcast. I'm your host, Benjamin Shapiro, and today we're going to talk about some non-traditional marketing tactics. Joining us is Eric Jensen, who is the owner of Predictive ROI, which is a seven-figure marketing agency that helps businesses monetize their position of authority. Yesterday, Eric and I talked about converting podcasts into sponsorships, and today we're going to continue the conversation talking about how to use content as the Trojan horse for sales. All right, here's the second part of my conversation with Eric Jensen, the owner of Predictive ROI. Eric, welcome back to the MarTech Podcast. Hey, great to be back. Excited to have you back on the show. You know, I enjoyed our conversation yesterday specifically because it was centered around how podcasters can make more money from their podcast. Obviously something that is near and dear to my heart, (laughs) but I do want to talk a little bit about what's in it for the brands, the people that are sponsoring podcast content creators like myself. You've got this theory that you can use content as the Trojan horse for sales. Talk to me about how you're getting your content into an organization and how does it open up the doors so you can charge an attack? So the Trojan horse of sales is actually an extension of what it is that we talked about last time. And it is this idea of using your sales process to generate content and to ensure a smoother process throughout the sales cycle. So when we think about the Trojan horse of sales, and just like last time, I'll probably end up using uh, podcasts as an example, which again, as you said, is near and dear to your heart. So that works out great. Hopefully the people listening to this podcast understand how podcasts work. (laughs) Hopefully they do. But the great thing is Trojan horse of sales methodology, it works with any sort of cornerstone content. When I say cornerstone content, we have a very specific meaning for that here, predictive. So cornerstone content is something that is regular. So you're putting it out on a consistent basis. And it is consistent in what it is that it's trying to talk about and help. It needs to be meaty, meaty enough to slice and dice. So again, your podcast is an example of that it is regular. It's consistent in what it's trying to talk about. And you can slice and dice it. You turn it into social media. You can turn it into emails. You can turn it into blog posts. You can turn it into show notes. You can turn it into all sorts of things. And it can't be a one-trick pony. So a one-trick pony is, imagine if you built your entire business selling products on Amazon and Amazon decided that they're not going to allow you to sell products anymore. You have built a business on somebody else's platform. That's a bit of a problem. So let's just imagine with your podcast, iTunes decided we're not doing any sort of podcast anymore. 
Or they accidentally unsubscribe a third of your audience <clears throat> last year. <laughs> yeah, they've gone through some transitions a couple of times. I wasn't psyched. I can appreciate why. Those are the sorts of situations where it becomes a problem when it's your only place. But in this instance, you also had hundreds of other places where you could put your podcast. Okay, so that's what we mean by cornerstone content. So when you generate cornerstone content, there are a couple of ways to be able to do that. One of them is you just got to think of it all yourself. So Ben, if you had to do a daily podcast... Sounds familiar. And you had to create content every day that was awesome for your audience, would that be a little bit of a burden? I mean, I have two daily podcasts that I'm doing right now. So maybe you're talking to the wrong person. And we're also building a business to automate the process of people creating daily podcasts. But for the sake of this argument, sure, that sounds like a pain in the ass. Right. You've built an entire business around this to be able to make it happen. This isn't a piece of your business. This is your business. So this is where your focus goes. Many businesses don't have that opportunity. Many businesses don't have that ability to focus that same way because it's a heavy lift. It's a heavy enough lift. You can build an entire business model around it. So one of the ways that you lighten that burden for yourself is you have folks on to be able to talk about different topics and be able to give their expertise. That's super, super useful. It lightens your load and it's conversations you should be having anyway. And it's educating yourself in stuff that you should be educating yourself in anyway. And it's super helpful to your audience. So all that is good. And what we're saying is oftentimes you're having conversations like this, what good cornerstone content like a podcast or interviewing for a blog or doing a video series or doing primary research allows you to be able to do is leverage that time. You're doing it anyway, but by recording this episode, you're able to leverage this conversation into many, many other places. That's one of the important aspects of cornerstone content. So tell me where the Trojan horse part comes in. So the Trojan horse part comes in when you're being very thoughtful about who you're having on for those conversations. So you're going to be having sales conversations anyway. If you could have sales conversations that are going to generate good content and develop a relationship that you can leverage other areas in your business for your content creation, then you can do so. It also makes it a whole lot easier to start a sales conversation when you come at it from that side of, I'm an interviewer rather than, hey, you want to have a sales call, right? So doors close, gates go down, all sorts of things shut down when someone says, hey, you want to have a sales call? Or, hey, I'd love to have coffee with you sometime. There's not much of a value proposition there. Whereas if you approach someone and say, hey, I have a daily podcast. I'm always looking for super smart people to be able to get on here and share their smarts with my audience. I would love to have a conversation with you sometime and have you come on. The doors don't close. So I think that the idea here is you're able to create a piece of content for someone who you're interested in working with. And that is not only a value exchange because you're helping to do promotion of them, you're building thought leadership for them, but you're also inviting them to build a relationship with you, the person that has access to an existing audience. So you're kind of building twofold. One, hey, I'm going to promote you, your products and your services to the people that I know. And two, I'm creating an asset that you can then use that tells your story. Out of that conversation, you're going to build rapport with the person who you're creating an asset for. Now, how do you bridge the gap between, hey, I've had you on my podcast, or I've sat down with you to work on a guest post, or invited you to be a speaker in my YouTube video series, to do you want to buy my products or services? Right. And that's where a lot of people drop the ball. We call it a FURB system, which stands up for follow-up and relationship building system. And there's a lot of simple ways that you can do that. So out of a high context conversation, like the conversation that we're having, there are lots of things that you would be able to loop back on as far as a deeper conversation. 
you could identify quotable moments and be like, man, that was awesome. By the way, I'm turning that into a frame quote. I'm actually sending that to the person. And I'm going to have a handwritten note that goes alongside of it and says, you really did a great job on this. Loved it. Thank you for taking the time. Well, now you're building up the bank account and the relationship. And then a few weeks later, you might send them a book and say, hey, I was thinking about the conversation that we had. And there's this book, specifically chapter seven, not the whole book, specifically chapter seven, that totally relates to what it is that we talked about. And I think it would be really useful for you. You've built up the bank account a little bit more. Hey, you know what? I'd love to have you back for another conversation sometime because I think that we barely scratched the surface of what's possible in this first conversation. So let's schedule another 15, 20 minutes. Okay, great. Built up the bank account a little bit more and you've got another chance to have high context conversation. Do a few more items like that. And all of a sudden, when you get to the end of it, you go, hey, I was thinking about the conversations that we've had. And you mentioned you struggle with X, Y, and Z. Well, we do X, Y, and Z really well here at our company. I'd love to set up a chance to just talk about that. The chances of them saying no to that conversation are very, very low because you've invested in that relationship from the beginning. You didn't come in being like, I'm going to sell to you. A special thanks to our presenting sponsor, Mutinex, ready to take your team from I think to I know. Then join brands like Samsung, ING, and Asahi who make better marketing decisions with Mutinex. Mutinex Growth OX, the marketing mixed modeling platform that makes measuring ROI fast, easy, and cost-effective. Request a demo at mutinex.co. That's M-U-T-I-N-E-X dot co. Time for a one-minute break to hear from our presenting sponsor, Mutinex. In 1919, John Wanamaker said, half the money I spend on advertising is wasted. I just don't know which half. Well, the advertising landscape has changed since then, and instead of reaching your audience on two channels, you're probably reaching them on 20. Turns out John didn't know how easy he had it. But that doesn't mean that you should give up on striving towards marketing effectiveness. No matter how complex your marketing strategy is, Mutinex Growth OX is the market mix modeling platform that measures the impact of marketing on your bottom line. Mutinex's market mix modeling platform calibrates your insights against the latest market conditions so you can make media and marketing investment decisions confidently and quickly. Ready to take your team from I think to I know? Then join brands like Samsung, ING, and Asahi who make better marketing decisions with Mutinex. Mutinex Growth OX, your best decision starts here. To learn more about Mutinex, go to mutinex.co. That's M-U-T-I-N-E-X dot co. Okay, here's the rest of today's interview. I think the idea here is that it's not just one podcast and then a sales pitch, is that you're building relationships and building rapport. You can continually use the medium of the content you're creating to reach back out to the highest priority people that you want to work with to cultivate that relationship. I saw a metric the other day. It takes 27 different touch points in a B2B sales cycle to get somebody to purchase something. Not all touch points are created the same. Having somebody as a guest and sitting down with them for half an hour, an hour to have the conversation in a podcast is worth more than one banner ad or what are the other impressions you might see. They're not even in the same stratosphere. They're totally wildly different as far as the relationship building that it brings to the table. Absolutely. I think the problem that most people have that are content creators is as they're thinking about using their podcast 
as a source for demand generation, lead generation. It's tracking. It's accountability. I've talked to 1,100 different or I've had 1,100 episodes published on the MarTech podcast. There are some people that I've talked to that I don't even remember what their first names are, more or less what the conversation was about. How do you keep track of everybody that you're talking to and making sure that you're making the most out of each relationship? So we consider those transitional moments. The idea is you want to be thoughtful and proactive about who it is that you're actually talking to from a sales perspective. That's a no-brainer. You don't want to just talk to everybody. You want to talk to the right people. Okay, the same thing applies for the content if you're using the Trojan horse of sales. You still want to be talking to the same people that you'd want to talk to in a sales conversation. You're just using a different method to get there. So you're not just talking to anybody and everybody. You're talking to the right people. And during that conversation, because keep in mind, just like every other sales call, it's a best guess. I think they're the right fit for me. I think that they'd make a great client. I think that they'd buy my services. I think they'd be fun to work with. You don't know. So you have to have sales conversations to determine that. So instead, have an interview. You can still determine that. And if they're the right person, your interview or your conversation acts as a transitional moment. And they either move into, yep, this is exactly who I thought they were going to be. And I'm going to continue to build that relationship. Or nope, they're not the person that I thought they were going to be or the company I thought they were going to be. I'm going to get them out of my sales process so that I'm not wasting time and energy on a poor fit client. I think there's a component of understanding who your target customers are, right? Understanding the pain points that you can solve, understanding who's most likely to buy, what's the profile of business, who can afford your products or services. There's a customer research component that goes into targeting the right people and then figuring out how to target your content offering to them to get them into your sales process. So the last question I have for you is, you know, it's sometimes challenging to get the person that is the end decision maker to participate in content creation. Let's say I want to sell to Pepsi and the end decision maker is the CMO, right? There's probably a thousand marketers that work at Pepsi. The CMO is probably not the one that's going to come on the MarTech podcast, but maybe he's the one that holds the purse strings. How do I use the content to build rapport in the organization that eventually leads me to the right buyer? That's an excellent question because depending on the organization that you're targeting as far as your end client, if it's a large entity, you're right. Odds are pretty good. You're not going to be getting to that end person on day one. And that's okay because you're still bringing value to the table because you're able to highlight different relationships and develop different relationships within that organization. And you're able to maybe do that four or five or six different times. So one of our clients has multiple contacts within an organization that is a big mover and shaker for them. I'm not going to name names just because I don't want to necessarily make it apparent. But what it gets down to is they try to have conversations on a regular basis. We're talking every six months to a year, they're interviewing multiple folks from this one organization in order to keep those relationships alive, nurtured, and well. And then when it comes time for them to be able to say, hey, we've got this new thing that we'd like to be able to talk to you about, it's easy. They have multiple people within an organization that they can go to and say, this is what we're looking to do. Or are you the right person to talk to? They probably already know. But if they're not the right person to talk to, hey, this is the thing that we're looking to do. Could you connect me with the right person? And because the relationship is strong, you're much more likely to be moved along in a meaningful way rather than, yeah, I can get to that. And then it hits the bottom of the stack and never gets taken care of. What you're talking about is building advocacy. 
And no matter the size of the organization, whether you're working directly with the end decision maker, or whether you're working your way towards them, having goodwill, having faith, having people understand the value you can bring to the organization is incredibly important. And using your content as, as Eric says, the Trojan horse to getting into the organization and building a relationship with people can be a very powerful tool. Eric, I appreciate you coming on the podcast and telling us a little bit about how to use content to get in front of the right buyers. You bet. Absolutely. All right. That wraps up this episode of the MarTech Podcast. Thanks to Eric Jensen, the owner of Predictive ROI, for joining us. If you'd like to get in touch with Eric, you can find a link to his LinkedIn profile in our show notes. You could visit his company's website, which is PredictiveROI.com. And at PredictiveROI.com, you can sign up to order their book for free at the Sell with Authority book. And you can go to PredictiveROI.com slash free dash book to order your copy. Just one more link in our show notes I'd like to tell you about. If you didn't have a chance to take notes while you were listening to this podcast, head over to martechpod.com where we have summaries of all of our episodes and contact information for our guests. You can subscribe to our weekly newsletter and you can even send us your topic suggestions or your marketing questions, which we'll answer live on our show. Of course, you can always reach out on social media. Our handle is martechpod, M-A-R-T-E-C-H-P-O-D on LinkedIn, Twitter, Instagram, and Facebook. Or you can contact me directly. My handle is benjshap, B-E-N-J-S-H. And if you haven't subscribed yet and you want a daily stream of marketing and technology knowledge in your podcast feed, we're going to publish an episode every day this year. So hit the subscribe button in your podcast app and we'll be back in your feed tomorrow morning. All right, that's it for today. But until next time, my advice is to just focus on keeping your customers happy. Thanks for listening to the MarTech Podcast, and I hear everything production. Looking to launch or scale a podcast like this one for your brand? Then visit IHearEverything.com.